Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, right now you're probably in the middle of your commute. Perhaps you're going through the George Massey Tunnel or driving over the Alex Fraser Bridge or the Iron Workers memorial bridge we really don't spend much time thinking about these bridges and tunnels and other structures except when they can't be crossed thanks to our recent snowstorm take a listen tonight in the vancouver bc area the only canadian city that never prepares for snow or has any idea what to do when snow comes Classic Vancouver loses its mind when snow hits. I've been stuck on the highway for almost, actually more than seven hours from Richmond to Surrey. And they said that on Alex Fraser there are a couple of buses and semi that spun out. I totally get that, but seriously, seven hours, you still can't fix it. That's insane. I left my work at four and it's 11.35. One in the morning is what you get. Well, that's what happens when these vital pieces of provincial infrastructure are blocked. So bridges and tunnels and even our inland ferries matter. When they shut down, boy, do we feel it. They help, of course, move people and also goods and services as well. They've actually helped build our province. Our next guest considers these bridges and tunnels and inland ferries art. Historic Derek, Historian Derek Hayes has just released a new book called Incredible Crossings, the History and Art of the bridges, tunnels, and inland ferries that connect British Columbia. Hayes hopes his new book leaves readers coming away with a deeper appreciation and enjoyment of these incredible crossings. Author and historian Derek Hayes joins us now. Derek, thanks for speaking to us today. You're very welcome. What convinced you to write this specific book? Uh, well, I'm, I'm basically a historian, and I, I write history books as a as a rule. And uh, but I'm also a keen photographer, and uh, so I had this idea of combining uh, the art of uh, the bridges with that history, uh, because bridges are often great subjects for, for photography because they have great curves and lines and things like that. And uh, plus, I used to I was uh, taking photos with uh, you know uh, maybe less than usual. Things like a fisheye lens that will do a 180-degree view in one in one uh, frame, and uh, it produces interesting results. So I thought, combine that with the history, and maybe make a book that other people might be interested in as well. Now, did you uh, put a lot of this work into this book during COVID? Yes, it was sort of a COVID project in a way. I was I was uh, about to go to Japan to do some research on a book on high-speed trains in, in March 2020, and of course that's exactly when COVID hit. And uh, But of course it turned out that during tw- the summers of 2020 and 2021, you could go all over the province. So I decided I would go travel all o- over the province and, and uh, take photos and research the history and, and so on, uh, you know, basically doing what I could do uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's impossible to I- include every crossing uh, or tunnel. Uh, did you uh, sort of have a, have a line that said, okay, I'll focus on these 
instead of these? Yeah, How would you go see, about uh, picking the, the crossings that you wish to talk about? Well, yeah, there are, I figure there's about 3,500 bridges in BC, so yeah, obviously you have to be very selective. But the basic criteria was one, either, either a bridge that had a story of some sort, you know, a, an interesting story, an interesting history, or or that the bridge itself was artistically interesting. You know, things like uh, the Alex Fraser Bridge, you know, as a cable-stayed bridge that's got terrific uh, c- uh, curves and, and lines on its uh, uh, suspension cables and so on. If you, you know, figure f- fiddle around with the angles that you take the pictures and so on. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of e- either art or history. Literally, um, was the ones that created an interesting story. Uh, are we losing some of these vital pieces of infrastructure uh, because of age or because they're not used very very often? Are we losing some of them? Yes, I mean one of the things I, one of the aims I had was to try and document as many of the uh, old bridges that were either in the process of disappearing or slated for de- for demolition or replacement, uh, or say in one case uh, actually in in the in process of, of being replaced. And uh, uh, I thought that would uh, document the, the 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 history in a way. I've always tried to take photos of things that I know are about to disappear. You know, for example, the Albion Ferry in 2010. There's a photo in the book of, of what, the Albion Ferry in the last week of operation, together with a, a poster sign uh, to the side saying "Save Our Ferries." You know, where because there was a, a, a group trying to uh, save the ferries uh, when they were replaced by the Golden Ears Bridge. Mm-hmm. I actually remember that specific uh, story because I covered it. I think it was a group of employees that were trying to get people together to purchase uh, the ferry uh, uh, at that time. What do you think the ferries, these bridges and tunnels, um, how do they fit in into the broader uh, history of British Columbia and our growth? Well, I mean, the basic issue is nobody would have gone anywhere without bridges or ferries, at least. Uh, because of the, the nature of BC, I mean, it's very mountainous with lots of uh, um, uh, rivers and, and streams, and uh, you, you had to get over them one way or another. So it was quite early on that the province started uh, building uh, building bridges and taking responsibility for maintaining them as well. Uh, before that, there was always private, you know, particularly early ferries, and that were often uh, indigenous run and, and so on, just more or less on demand. Uh, but then the, the settlement was relatively uh, low density at that point, of course. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really enjoyed about uh, the book is that it's not just a you know Vancouver-centric, that you traveled uh, this uh, province and talked about the various infrastructure. I grew up in the interior, uh, in the Caribou, in Williams Lake, uh, and, uh, you know, incredible bridges there as well, but up, up north, even north of, of, of uh, Williams Lake, when you get up to um, Prince George and, and uh, you know, the Skeena country and, and of course, uh, the northeast. Um, it, it, how, how did you set about your time? And it, was there a goal, a goal where you said, I will focus on this region for the next few weeks and then move on to the next generation? How did you go about deciding what bridges to choose and how and traveling to these regions to do the research well i just i just made up a uh, I, I mean first of all i made up a list of bridges i i felt uh, you know had to be in the book uh, or should be in the book because they had a particularly interesting story not necessarily because they were the most important but uh, 
um, and then basically made up a schedule around that that made kind of sense. I mean, it's difficult to cover the whole of BC because there's there's a, uh, you know not there's not a lot of roads in 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 some areas, so uh, you have to you you cover some areas twice and and so on. But you basically just get it done, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you always been interested in this type of infrastructure? I know you're a historian. Uh, but ha- have you always been interested in bridges and roads and tunnels uh, at a young age? <laughs> I suppose so, but I, my main interest was really photographic. Uh, mm. Actually, initially, as an impetus for this book, uh, you know, I had a c- quite considerably large collection of photographs of uh, of various bridges and ferries, and uh, I, this was a way of uh, using them, I guess. Uh, so. That's what I did. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very uh, curious. When you look at infrastructure today, uh, the tunnel is a, a one example. As we debate a tunnel over a 10-lane bridge right now uh, with the present government, it looks like it's going to be a, a, a tunnel of some sort. But uh, there's a lot of debate and conversation in modern British Columbian society where we, to a certain degree, have uh, politicized infrastructure and the building of infrastructure. Uh, and whether or not you know this this may this piece of this bridge may lead to more cars being used, or we need to be focusing more on, let's say, SkyTrain or whatever else it may be. Uh, what are your thoughts on? The, do you think we've politicized infrastructure, perhaps more so in the city than than ever before? Well, perhaps, but I mean, it's it's really a matter of uh, necessity, isn't it? I mean, like the massive tunnel, for example, is. Uh, vastly overcrowded it's uh, i think it's uh, considered to be the worst uh, bottleneck in the whole country uh, so you know i guess uh, if you think that all those drivers are voters uh, then of course you, you want to please them although quite honestly the, the things aren't moving really very fast with uh, with uh, uh, respect to the Massey tunnel are they i mean they've they've dead they seem to be widening the roads either side, but that's about as far as they've got because they keep uh, changing the government, keeps changing their mind as to what they want to do. <laughs> well, it's, it's amazing as we talk about the Massey, and that's one, one example. But, you know, as I'm look, I'm looking through your book right now, and it is amazing what impact this various, this, this infrastructure, roads, bridges, tunnels, ferries, and uh, in, in, have, have um, been an integral part of the growth uh, and prosperity of British Columbia, and it's it's fascinating that we we seem to get into debates uh, this modern age uh, compared to when we actually got things done. So it, it is just a, a fascinating time. I'm very curious. Do you have a particular piece of infrastructure or a handful pieces of infrastructure that you really like, whether it's through there because of what they represent in regards to movement of people? There are lines, as you've talked about, how they look, like like the Alex Fraser Bridge. Uh, are there particular pieces of infrastructure that you really like in this province? Yeah, well, my fa- my favorite is definitely the Alex Fraser Bridge, but that's largely because of uh, a photographic viewpoint rather than any anything else. And you're you're mentioning the, the you know the politicization of things. Well, look at look at the ferries uh, in the interior, you know, including the one across uh, Kootenay Lake, which is considered to be the world's uh, longest uh, free ferry ride. Uh, 
you know, the people on the coast get a bit upset about that from time to time because they have to pay money to go from one island to, an, to, the, to the next, which is even less distance in some cases than, than some of these inland ferries that are completely free. And that the, uh, the uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, the reason inland ferries are free is, is probably as much political as anything. Um, now that you've written this book, anything that sort of interests you uh, in regards to the next project? You had talked about going to Japan. Um, what kind of things are you thinking about or mulling over in regards to a future book? Uh, well, not really connected to, to, to this book exactly, but uh, I am uh, working on a book uh, about why things are the way they are in, in uh, Metro Vancouver. And uh, that does, of course, include uh, why some of the bridges are where they are and the history. But uh, but mainly it's uh, other things like road patterns and so on. Yeah. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that's a fabulous project. Not only just because the decisions are made based on engineering, uh, but it's so, uh, in so many cases it's also politics as well. So that's actually a fabulous project because I'm sure there's many many interesting stories. Uh, uh, in regards to uh, how, why certain roads end up certain in a certain place and, and, and bridges uh, as well. Uh, Mr. Hayes, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed our conversation and all the best to you. And the book, of course, for our listeners is Incredible Crossings, the History and Art of the Bridges, Tunnels and Inland Ferries that Connect British Columbia. Uh, Mr. Hayes, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jazz, very much. That is Derek Hayes. He's a historian and author of a new book called Incredible Crossings, the history of, uh, and art of bridges, tunnels, and inland ferries that connect British Columbia. If you're looking to buy a book for Christmas, highly recommend it. It's a, it's a great coffee table book, uh, amazing pictures, uh, uh, modern pictures, of course, and of course, many uh, from the past uh, as well.